is a tasty burger. 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 Son of a bitch! Hi, this is Dr. Spencer Reed. I actually can come to the phone right now with a very special message that your mother is Reed. a So ahead of you lies major spoilers for the show Criminal Minds, so if you haven't seen the show and don't want it spoiled for you, please go watch it and then come back. But if you're alright with stuff being spoiled for you, on with the show. Hello, all of you beautiful people out there. Welcome to whatever, the show where I talk about whatever. My name is Cameron, and why was Six afraid of Seven? Because Seven is a sociopath. <laughs> How are you all doing out there? Doing good? Uh, today's episode, I got my wife with me. What's up? Thrilling intro. <laughs> I do uh, what I can. Uh, the reason I brought her on is because today's episode, I wanted to talk about the show Criminal Minds. Now... If you haven't seen Criminal Minds, I highly recommend it. It's on, uh, what is it on, Hulu? Um, So seasons 1 through 12 are on Netflix, and 13 through 15 are on Hulu. Yes. So go to Netflix for most of it, and go to Hulu to finish the rest. Or is it is it all on Hulu? No, just 13 through 15. That seems kind of dumb. Don't even get me started. <laughs> But no, today's show, I want to talk about Criminal Minds, you know, like how, like what the show is basically about, uh, how Kate got into it, and by extension, how I got into it, uh, talk about some of our favorite characters, some favorite moments, uh, favorite guest stars, and contro- and some of the controversies surrounding some of the actors, not necessarily in that order. So, uh, I guess first we should talk about what the show is about. So, I mean, I'll give a brief summary, and then Kate, if you want, you can... Explain it better than I can, since you're a super fan. Okay, well, I wouldn't say super fan, but... You watch it way more religiously than I do. I am a little obsessed with the show, yes. <laughs> so, Criminal Minds follows a team at the uh, the BAU, which is out of, uh, what is it, Quantico, Virginia? It's the, um, the Behavioral Analysis Unit of the FBI at Quantico. Yeah, basically they're like... The go-to people for the FBI. Which, fun fact, the BAU is a real unit in the FBI, and they were originally started by two people. So, like, the premise of how the BAU came to be in the show is actually based in fact, which is pretty cool. And it's also based on, um, or not based on, there's books about their most famous cases written and published, Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. And with the show, they've gone through... They follow, like, every kind of case from, like, pedophiles to just straight-up serial killers. Or LSLDSKs, long-distance serial killers, snipers. Oh, I thought they just fell under serial killer. I didn't know there was a specific for, like, snipers. Yep, the uh, sniper is a different archetype of a serial killer because of their MO and their behavior. I mean, that's the whole premise of the show is criminal behavior i see the the show there's a lot of good actors in the show and some of them went on to actually do some really good stuff they've changed actors like a lot throughout the series like season 
What was it? Season one through five, they had, uh, what's his face? I can't think of it. Uh, Mandy Pattinson. Pattinson. For those of you who don't know he is, who he is by his, by the name, he was Inigo Montoya. My name is Inigo Montoya. And Princess Bride. You killed my father. Prepare to die. And he plays supervisory special agent Jason Gideon. Yes, he was Gideon for like how long? Like when did they get rid of him? Um, I think he left season four or five. Season four, or five. and then they replaced him. Basically, replaced his character with uh, with. Why am I blanking on the name? I don't know. This is why I'm glad I have you on this episode because I'm blanking on the names. Who's Joe Montano. I can't pronounce any of these goddamn names. David Rossi. Joe Montagno. Joe Montaga. Montaga. Montebago. Sure, close enough. Yeah, you're replacing with uh, David Rossi, essentially. Supervisory special agent and yeah. renowned author, David David Rossi. Uh, who else do we got here? We got Matthew Gray Dubler <gasps> as Spencer Reed. That's your personal favorite. I love Goob. He's actually my favorite too. That's. Well, I have two favorites. Oh, I think my personal favorite is, is uh, Spencer Reed. My two uh, favorites are Spencer Reed and Emily Prentice. Uh, I'd say I'd say my two are definitely Spencer Reed and uh, Penelope Garcia. Paget Brewster, I love her. So we got AJ Cook as Jennifer Drew or JJ. Jennifer Drew. Drew. Christine Vagnes. Vagnes. There we go. As Penelope Garcia. Shamar Moore as Derek Morgan. The previous we mentioned Joe Montagna as David Rossi. I got that right this time. Good for you, man. Uh, is it Paget or Paget? Paget. Paget Brewster as Emily Prentice. Thomas Gibson as Aaron Hotchner. Um, as I mentioned before, Mandy, Mandy Pattinkin as Jason Gideon. Uh, and then late, in later seasons, you have... Aisha Tyler as Dr. Tara Lewis. And if you don't know who Aisha Tyler is, you may have heard her on uh, Archer as uh, Lana. Or if you're a fan of Whose Line Is It Anyway, she's the new host of it. She took over for Drew Terry. Adam Rodriguez as Luke Alves. Oh, I love Luke, too. Uh, Daniel Henney as Matthew Simmons. And uh, who's who else is noticeable? Or notable? Jennifer Love Hewitt was on it for like a season. She was she played Kate Callahan. Uh, Jane Lynch, you might know from Glee. Jane Lynch was on. She played a she was, had a recurring role as Spencer's mom. Diana Reed. Diana Reed. Forrest Whitaker. I did not know Forrest Whitaker was on this. He did. So he was in an episode where they were tracking a series of disappearances and murders and disappearances of like so homeless people would go missing and then they would wind up being found and then um, a dad and daughter duo would go missing as well and he was the uh, quote unquote rogue agent that was kind of defying the director's orders not to investigate because she didn't feel like there was a case and he was like nah but you're wrong Ah. Uh-huh. Amber Heard was in an episode? You mean the bitch that's trying to destroy Johnny Depp's career? Yeah, and what upsets me the most about that 
Can we swear? Yeah, go ahead. I'm seven minutes in. <laughs> what irritates me the most about that fucking episode was that she was Reed's love interest. Quote, unquote. Like, she was the, the damsel in distress in that episode. And it just, like... I wanted so bad to love that episode because I thought that the plot was really good. And, like, the whole premise of the episode was good. But, like, fuck Amber Heard. So she's been fucking men from the start. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? So about the show, like, how did you get into it? I got into it because I am a binge watcher. And I was, what was I watching? I was watching a, a different show, and I can't remember now for the life of me what it was. But it Was ended. it a crime show? No. Was it something like that? Was that not for the longest time you watched? No, I was going to say South Park, but that was a while ago, and that has nothing to do with the crime show. Uh, but I do love me some South Park. No, so I was watching a... Um, one of those people. I, yeah, I am. I was watching something else, and I ended my show. It ended, it was like the series finale or the season finale, and I'm just like waiting for a new se- uh, season or whatever. It's one of those that like a new season comes out every fucking four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was Snapchatting my sister about it and she was like, bro, you need to watch Criminal Minds. And I was like, nah, like I tried to get into it a while ago and I couldn't. And she snapped me back with like the side eye emojis and she was like, no. Like, how dare you? But you need to watch Criminal Minds. And so two episodes in, I was hooked. Um, and then I started binge watching it. I think I finished all... Okay, first of all, I was so angry when I finished season 12 because, like, no spoilerinos, but they ended it in a way that I was like, how are you going to do me like this, Netflix? Like, how are you just going to leave it right there? Like, there's so much at stake right now. And then I saw on a TikTok, I think, that January 1st of this year, they were putting season 13 through 15 on on Hulu. Hey, mochis. And, um... So you can't hear him, but Mochi's right by the microphone. Say how much. So uh, I was like, okay, well, so I finished season, I finished season twelve in November, I think, and I started watching the show in like September. So that just shows you how fast I whipped through twelve seasons. Um. So yeah, so I I was like okay well I'll get into this and then uh yeah so like I said I'm a binge watcher so as soon as I started I was like three episodes in and I was like all right game over (laughs) I I mean I watched it like when when I was home alone like when he was at work or whatever I would binge watch it from like the time I got up to the time I went to bed and which is kind of how you got into it because I fucking watched it all the time. Yeah, I was gonna say my. You were sh- like, I better answer, get into it, or <laughs> my answer to this is gonna be a lot shorter than yours. Yeah, and so um, I started binge watching, and as the seasons go on, it got like the character development in the show <laughs> is just like mind blowing. Like you have these little tiny baby BAU agents, and then one by one, you start to learn like their backstory, where they come from, and why they are the way that they are, and it's just the way that they mix humor and drama and suspense and just like all of it together is just beautifully melded. In my opinion, I've always been 
more of a psychological horror fan. Like, I don't like a bunch of blood and gore. I'm like, in your face, like, ah, this is scary because it's bloody. Like, Mm. I like the on the edge of your seat. Like, I don't know what's going to happen next. Dark room and scary music kind of suspense. I like that that psychological trippy stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I was just saying, like, my answer to Howard Daniel, basically, just I saw you watching it, and I was just like, I was sitting there on the couch while you were watching it, and every once in a while, something would, like, pique my interest, and I'd just be like, I found myself doing that more and more, so I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to watch an episode, and then I found myself asking her questions about the episode, and I'm like, so why is this guy like this? Or, like, when certain characters come on that I, like... I want to like say specifics, but if you haven't seen the show, I don't want to ruin it for you. Like certain characters would come on the screen and I would just be like, fuck you and everything you stand for. And you would be like, why do we like, not like why? this person? It's like, what's, what's the reason we don't like him? And then you explain it and be like, oh yeah, fuck that guy. Right? Like, yeah. Let's see. Uh, I think we already talked about favorite characters. That's next on my, next on my list. Like my two favorites are Spencer Reed, just cause I can kind of relate to him. Like, Obviously, I'm not as smart as he is, but he's just, like, really dorky and awkward, and I relate to that so hard. And I guess that's why my other favorite is Garcia, too, because I kind of, I see myself as a mix of both of them. Both, like, really nerdy and awkward, and also just really, like, kind of out there when I want to be, but also, like, really kind of reserved, too. You know, just really weird, but also really awkward. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. I want to see if I can find... Um, I was say, yours is Spencer. Who is your Spencer? So, my favorite character is Spencer Reed because... <laughs> I should have been like, who's your favorite character and why is it Spencer Reed? Because, first of all, Matthew, Gre- Matthew Gray Googler is just fucking fine, okay? Like, he is... He is a bit... He's, he seems like a really cool dude outside of, like, just in general. He's, well, yeah, I mean, in, in and off, on and off screen, he's just, like, a genuine, wholesome bean. Um, he also plays, I don't know, this has nothing to do with Criminal Minds, but he's also um, Chip in 68 Kill. Awesome movie, by the way. Um, I'm also going to look up Matthew Gray Dubler. And I just, I just like Spencer's character because part of it is the the growth of the character. Like he starts out like really unsure of himself. And like, there's an episode in the first two seasons where he can't pass his, um, gun certification. And they're like, he's like, they're going to take away my gun. I'm going to look like a, a assistant, like a substitute teacher without my gun or something. Cause he's just, he is, he's tall and nerdy and, Lanky. um, yeah. And he just, but at the same time, like, on the other side of that, he is so fiercely loyal to his team and the people that he loves that he, like, he will quite literally and has taken a bullet for any one of them. And this I just... Like, this kind of plays into the favorite moments thing, too. But I specifically remember, like, I think, was it they faked, they faked JJ's death or was it when they faked uh, Prentice's death? Oh, yeah, it was when they faked Emily's death. Spoilers? Oh, yeah, by the way, spoilers if you haven't seen it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, if you haven't seen it, like, one of the characters, they fake, uh, gets their death fate. And Spencer just has nothing, just is not having it. Like, because he sees both the, the female, he sees both Emily and JJ as his sisters. And so 
the the fact that they would hide anything from him, he just sees it as like kind of like betrayal. Yeah, like there's one point where, um, again, spoilers. Emily, I should put a spoiler warning before this entire thing. Emily comes back and Spencer gives JJ an attitude about it because JJ and Hotch knew. I mean, they were the ones that made the decision to fake Emily's death. And Hotch tries to step in and says, you know, Reed, if you're going to be mad at anybody, be mad at me. And Spencer looks at him in his eyeballs and says, I didn't cry on your couch every day for 15 weeks and like storms out of the room. Because like he really does. Like, so in real life, Matthew Gray Goobler and Paget Brewster are like BFFs, which I think is precious. But in the show, he really did. Like he thought of Prentice as like his older sister. I think in a lot of ways, especially when he gets emotional, like he kind of reminds me of your brother. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, and it's the hair too. Like, in the looks. Like, sometimes he has that same look that your like your brother does. Yeah. But uh, I was saying, what else is mine? I'm trying to think of another favorite moment. There's only a, like a few that I have, but uh, I guess one of the funnier moments I remember is when I found the quote when Spencer, Spencer and uh, was it Spencer Morgan prank each other. And he finally gets back at him and like they're on the plane and he leaves like a doesn't especially leave a message for Derek and he's like, and like oh yeah like, he leaves so <laughs> Derek is listening to his music and Spencer basically goes if you're gonna go on a prank ward with an MIT grad like think twice before you do because we have a tendency to go nuclear so now instead of your regularly pre- pre- scheduled programming please enjoy the docile sounds of me screaming in your ear <laughs> he's just like ah! and then. Then he like, then he use somebody else's phone too. And he's like, "Oh, this is for you." And he's like, "Hello." Ah, I don't know. Wait, no. No. So a- he he rigged his phone for Garcia to call Morgan. And then Morgan's and, like, "What's up, paper girl?" And then all you hear is, "Ah!" And in the meantime, Spencer's like across the jet in the seat, like pretending to, to sleep, and he's just very clearly has a shit-eating grin. Okay, so I found the quote. It's a long one, but I think. What's pro- it best? Ex- exp- it best expresses the team. Is that the the Hotch one, or is that just all of this? Both. So Aaron Strauss is the director of the FBI, and was yeah was spoilers. Spoilers. She says, Agent Hotchner. I said that is enough. My position is not in question here. As your supervisor, I'm questioning your ability to lead my lead your team. And Hotch says, my team. <clears throat> oh God! Excuse me. Let me tell you about my team. Agent Morgan fought to protect his identity from the very people who could save him. Why? Because he trusts, because trust has to be earned. And there are very few people he truly trusts. Reed's intellect is a shield which protects him from his emotions. And at the moment, his shield is under repair. Prentice overcompensates because she doesn't yet feel a part of the team. She needn't worry. Every day, Agent Jarrell fields dozens of requests for our team and every night she goes home hoping she has made the right choices. Garcia fills her office with figurines and color to remind herself to smile as the horror fills her screen. And Agent Gideon in many ways is damned by his profound knowledge of others, which is why he shares so little of himself, yet he pours his heart into every case we handle. I stand by my actions and I stand by my team, and if you think you can find a better person for the job, then good luck. Dang. And then Agent, then Strauss says Agent Hotchner, and Hotch responds with, how do I know you favor your son? Because I'm good at my job. Mic drop! Mic drop. Aaron Hotchner, like, there, so nobody, like... I was do an actual mic drop, but I feel like that would sound terrible. A lot of people, like, in the show, especially, like, the local police, 
when they hear the behavioral analysis unit, they kind of roll their eyes and like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. I can and imagine then, a lot of people, when they hear that, they think like a therapist. Yeah, but there are many times in the scenes, like there's one courtroom scene in particular where Aaron Hotchner is just like, um, the lawyer's like, I bet you couldn't tell me the color of my socks with any great detail or whatever. And oh, yeah, yeah. Hotch says um, charcoal gray. And the the lawyer's like, oh, good, you got one right, like kind of mocking him. And he was like, you wear them to match your suits to make you appeal to- appear taller. You wear lifts in your shoes. People might think you're frugal, but really you're having financial difficulty. Your vice is horses. And like goes on this whole rant. And then at the end of it and goes, um, you're getting race updates every 20 minutes and it affects your moods in court. And by the looks of it, you aren't having a very good day. And like at the end of it, his the lawyer's Blackberry goes off and Hotch says, okay, so why don't you tell us if our luck has changed? And the judge goes, either show us your Blackberry or cut him loose, counselor. <laughs> and it was just like, there are so many mic drop moments that like, oh, it's just, a, if you haven't seen it, like, what do you do with your life? Watch Criminal Minds. Like, seriously, it's, it's been, uh, when did it start? Like, 2015? Um, no. I want to say, because the, the last season just wrapped up like end of 2019 like early 2020 so yes the last season ended in february of 2020 which is like i just had it pulled up criminal minds criminal minds they should redo the series and have me do the intro yeah. It'd just be me with a guitar, just doing random parts. Just criminal minds, criminal minds. Gonna catch some killers today. Criminal minds. You know or what? 2005. You know what, babe? You would kill it. <laughs> Don't patronize me. <laughs> okay, first episode date, September 22nd, 2005. I so I was 10 though, years off. I will say, though, if you're, if you're considering watching the show, just know that there are points in the show. It is about serial killers and it it, it gets real child abduction sometimes and there are some episodes that are very dark including my favorite episode thank you matthew matthew gray goobler with matthew 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 gray goobler my favorite episodes actually ended up being the ones he directed and i didn't know it at the time i did not realize he directed so yeah so the creepiest episodes of criminal minds like there's this one where this dude is like abducting people and turning them into human puppets he Hmm. directed that one um, but one he directed is called Public Enemy, and it has one of my favorite guest stars, which would be, oh God, I forgot his name, Mooney. Nate Mooney? Yes, Nate Mooney. Nate Mooney um, plays the unsub in this episode, and it's just, it's phenomenal. Like, it just, the psychological aspect behind the whole thing is beautiful, but. Yeah, it does get very dark, so I will, I would put a. A big trigger warning over the whole, the whole thing. Right. Time's getting a little short on this, so I'm gonna take a quick break, and then we'll be right back talking about more criminal minds. I'm like a disease, in that once you catch me, you can't not catch me. Like herpes, but charming herpes. I'm like maybe don't put that in the doc. And we're back. So, anyway, what were we saying? 
What were you talking about? I was talking about the episode that Nate Mooney guest starred. Oh, yeah. I suppose it'd be a good time to talk about favorite guest stars. Uh, that's... A lot of times I don't even realize the episodes have guest stars until they get to the uh, the unsub, which... Did we explain what the unsub... What they mean by unsub? So, I feel like it was pretty self-explanatory because I got it without being explained to it the first time, but unsub is, unsub is just unidentified subject and that basically means like this is our guy yeah because they don't and i kind of agree with this and i hate the fact that modern media gives killers names because i feel like we should be taking attention away from the murderer and towards the victim (laughs) like we should be get like the green river killer and they this is a point that they bring up in the show too the green river killer ended up not being convicted for like i don't remember off the top of my head how many how many um more people he killed because as soon as the media dubbed him quote unquote the Green River Killer the police only searched the Green River they didn't search anywhere else and he actually had two other dumping grounds so that's how many more bodies after the fact but so yeah basically um, the they call their person of interest or suspect they call them um, unsubs or unidentified subject because they don't like glorifying and um Essentially, and then by extension, immortalizing these horrendous people. Mm-hmm. So when you say, like, names for killers, all that popped into my head was Jeffrey Dahmer, the people number. <laughs> if serial killers had names, like like famous people, like Bill Nye, the science guy, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer, Dahmer, the people, people number. <laughs> uh, let's see, whoever just started... Um, like I was saying with guest stars, like some of my favorites are ones that I don't even realize the episode had a guest star until they pop up as like the killer or whatever. And I'm like, wait a second. Like Mr. Hamill is the replicator. Yes. Mark Hamill appears in a, was that season 12? What was I? Um, no, that was. Are you sure? I thought it was season 12. I'm pretty sure it was season 11. <laughs> Criminal Minds, Mark Hamill. I love how I do my research during an episode. Hey, you know. Hey, you did, the, you know, I mean, you did the runtime. Season 8. Oh, was that season 8? I thought it was way later. Yeah, season 8, episode 24. Huh. The Replicator. Which. Okay, so on the subject then, who are some of your favorite quote unquote bad guys? Quote unquote bad guys? Yeah. Um, as much of a bastard as he was, I gotta say, what was, was it Stretch was his name? Scratch? Stretch. Oh my god, I loved and hated Scratch so much. Like, that's the thing. Like, I loved him because of how much I hated him. Like, he was, he caused them so much trouble, but I... He just, like, went out of his way to make these people's lives a living nightmare, and it was phenomenal. He played a really good villain. Or played a really good. Um, I guess by that extension, uh, who who was Kim Rhodes when she took over? Okay, so technically Kim Rhodes wasn't a villain, but she should have been. She might as well have been. <laughs> she was the um, acting director, and she was just was a raging name? bitch, Barnes. Like like Linda Barnes or something. Yeah. Yeah, she was just such such a bitch. Um, but she other, played it really good. Like she played it so well. I also loved um, George Foyette. George Foyette, the Reaper. 
Oh, yeah, that guy. I hated his character, but I loved him. Like, it's just like... They, see, and that's the other thing about the show that I love so much is like... They give you the perspective of the killer, so they kind of almost make you sympathize with their cause. But George Foyette's character was just a psychopath for the sake of being a psychopath. Like, oh, so good. I can't talk about it much without giving a huge point plot point away, but... Uh, that's okay. I'll put a spoiler warning at the beginning of this. I mean, not that we have to go into it, but I'll put a big spoiler warning. Foyette's character was just like... Okay, well, as long as you're doing spoilers. Um, <laughs> Say how far do you want to get into it? I'm not going to get into like the big, big thing because I feel like that just like ruins it for people. But Foyette... Um, so the Reaper case, the reason that the BAU gets into it is because Aaron Hotch worked it... I don't remember. The Hotch. I don't remember how long. They said like he worked it like 10 years ago or something. Well, the lead detective on the case was dying just of old God. age or because he was sick or something. And um, basically what had happened was that the Reaper reached out to police and said, if you stop hunting me, I'll stop hunting them. Like he'd stop committing crimes. Well, uh, plot Which twist. Always works in real life. The Reaper ended up being one of his last victims and the only one to survive because what happened was is he stabbed this girl he was with on a date, stabbed her to death, stabbed himself a bunch of times, but in a way that he missed every single vital organ. And then he walked like two miles to a payphone, called the police as the Reaper and was like, I did another one or something like that. And then ended up walking back and playing the role of the victim and the only surviving witness. And yeah, he just like mad bastard genius, that one. And he's one of those characters that you just love to hate. <laughs> I think before I did too more too much of the guest stars, because there's definitely more to talk about. I talked about controversy with some of the actors. Now there's I don't think there's a whole lot to go into, but basically it's well known that both uh, Thomas Gibson, who plays Hoshner, and uh Shamar Moore, who plays Derek Morgan, in real life, are kind of assholes. Like, it's uh, it's been said, and I'm pretty sure this is confirmed. It's said that the one of the main reasons Thomas Gibson left the show, or they wrote Hotchner out of the show after a while, is because he... Was he fired for kicking a director. Yeah, he got into a disagreement with one of the somebody on the production team, and he just, like, kicked him in the shin. And I will say it, like... I get where they're coming from with that, but at the same time, the way they wrote him out, I think, was bullshit. Like, when Derek's character left, he got a whole episode, like, explaining why and, like, this huge, beautiful goodbye and all that when he left the show. And then with Hodge, they were just like, oh, yeah, so he's not here anymore. He left. And he's gone. This is our explanation, which I'm not going to get into because, again, huge plot point spoilers. But, yeah, they were just like, he was there one episode and the next episode, they were like, oh, yeah, no, he's gone. Didn't they do the same thing with the... Uh... Jason Gideon, like they kind of—I don't know if he left—he left the show or they wrote him out of the show. But basically, in order to not make it seem weird, they just made it up. So be like, "Oh wait, by the way, Jason Gideon's dead." So no, so Dorian, do you have to choose right now to poop? So Gideon <laughs> left the show, and then so Gideon left the show after a particularly hard case. It was after it was when um. I can't remember the name of the killer. Light bulb. Remember Crazy Jane? 
Crazy Jane. Yeah. I don't remember Crazy Jane. So Crazy Jane and her serial killer, highway serial killer lover. Um, oh, I think was it was it that couple that was like always just fucking smothered or like melted into each other. Yeah. And then they ended up like camping out at the gas station after they like held that kid hostage. No, that was something different. That was oh, that was a different. Crazy couple. Jane was the one who was like, I was abducted by aliens, and it turns out that she wasn't, but she wasn't really wrong in what she was saying. Hmm. Anyway, um, so this killer went after Jason's old friend and ended up killing her, and he kind of lost his shit after that, and he just like walked away, and then so. Jason and Spencer have a father-son relationship. Um, Jason Gideon was very much Spencer's... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Parental figure? Guardian? No, more like... Yes, mentor. So when he left, Jason had this cabin that he always went to. And the way that they... to his Daniel son. The way that they did it in the show was that... um, Gideon left the BAU after that after they solved that case or after that case ended or whatever and then just never came back and at the end of the next episode Spencer goes out to the cabin and um, Gideon had left him a note that basically said I knew you were going to be the one come lo- to come looking for me and his gun and his badge are on the table by the note and the way that they do it in the show kind of makes you think that maybe Jason killed himself <laughs> but that's not the case no, he just up and left. He just, he retired, really, is what he did. Then, yeah, but, yeah, the whole thing with Thomas Gibson and Shamar Moore is, it's believed that in real life they're kind of, well, not not so much Thomas Gibson as Shamar Moore, but I've heard the reason that is, is because Shamar Moore seems to be, like, full of himself. He's just yeah, like, oh, gonna... I'm good looking, I'm ripped, look at me. And I mean, like, nobody can deny that he is... I mean, he's also a good-looking dude. Fine. But I think I don't think that Shamar Moore is an asshole. I think he's just very... Conceited? Yes. Whereas Thomas Gibson, I know for a fact. I'm not sure I understand. Sorry. Siri, we weren't talking to you. Siri, talking to me. <laughs> um, Let me introduce the next star, Siri. Uh, Thomas Gibson has what we would like... What we in the industry refer to as a short fuse. <laughs> So he has a tendency, or has had a tendency in the past that just I've seen like me. interviews and whatnot that he kind of just flies off the handle for no reason. Yeah. So there's that. Let's see, just uh, back to the just star thing. Um, who were some major ones? James Vanderbeek was a major one. Um, he was that guy who like had like multiple personality. Yeah, he had multiple personalities. One was like his normal. One was like an angel, and the other one was his dad. Oh my god, I love that! Oh, that was such a good episode. Yeah, that was a James, James Vanderbeek Vander played that character beautifully. I think he's one of my favorites only because what he did in that episode kind of messed up Spencer for like the rest of the series. Um. Yeah. So basically, let me explain Spencer to you without giving away anything. Um. The writers. A, Spencer is a precious being. That needs to be protected at all costs. Yes, he is. But the the writers <laughs> looked at at Matthew Gray Goobler and they were like, okay, so you're going to play Dr. Spencer Reed. You have a genius IQ level of like 148 or something. And also you have three PhDs and daddy issues. So also they looked at this man and these writers really said, how much trauma and pain can we stuff into this pipe cleaner with eyes? 
<laughs> and that, dear listeners, is exactly what they did to poor Spensky. Let's see. What else? What other guest stars? Frank Muniz is on an episode. Yeah, he he ended up that episode threw me for a loop. <laughs> Maybe people actually remember who Frank Muniz is. A lot of people were like, "Who? Like who's who's that?" And you're just like, "Oh, Malcolm in the Middle." You're like, "Oh, that guy." Which fun fact? Frankie Muniz does not remember. Uh, he does not remember Malcolm in the Middle at all. I was gonna say when you said if you don't remember who Frankie Muniz is, I was gonna <laughs> neither be like, does he. I don't think Frankie Muniz remembers who Frankie Muniz is. <laughs> if we're being honest. Uh, what other? Is there any more really good guest stars? I feel like there were some like major names that just swam by. Oh, what was that one? There was like one was like Derek Morgan's dad. God, I'm God, I'm guessing. I'm drinking water. Why am I so gassy? I have full of burps. I'm full of burps. Oh, that's what I was thinking. So there's an episode, I guess, where Derek he comes close to death, or he starts like imagining stuff. And yeah, he's, he he's like his, at death's door. He sees his dad, Hank, who was played by uh, Danny Glover. Which, if you don't know who Danny Glover is, ask your parents if you're under the age of 18. But Danny Glover played, was uh, in, what's the movie? Lethal Weapon with uh, Mel Gibson. Yes. Yes. Um, trying to think. What other, what other, what other guest stars are on this? I'm trying to think of any. More. I don't know. My my two favorites, like I said, were Matt Mooney and um, Nate Mooney. Jesus, Nate Mooney and Nate Mooney. Mark Mark Hamill. Uh, Mark Hamill is a gift. Can we just all agree on that? I guess we can count. I count Jane Lynch as a guest star, even though she's a recurring she's character. She's a recurring guest star, yeah. Uh, there's a young Cameron Monaghan. If you don't know who Cameron, Cameron Monaghan is, he is the Joker, or he played the Joker in Gotham. And for anybody who's in the video games, in the Star Wars video games, he was Cal Kestis in Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, James Vanderbeek, Frankie Muniz, as I mentioned. Thomas C. Howell was the Reaper. Uh, who else? Who else? Also, Robert England, the lovely actress who portrayed the Black Widow killer, Ms. Cat Adams. Miss. Um. Hold on, I cannot. I can never remember. I'm really bad with names. So I can never remember her actress's name. Say what you think of that. Audrey Aubrey Plaza. Audrey Aubrey. Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> Autumn Platter. Cat Will or Cat Cat Williams. <laughs> Cat Williams. I was thinking Cat Williams because I was quoting him earlier. Um Cat Adams is another one of those characters that you just like love to hate. Also, while we're on the subject, she could end my life and I would thank her for it. <laughs> so there's if you heard tomorrow that Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks punched a nun, you'd be yeah, like, like, what, what did that, that nun, nun do, do to Tom Hanks? <laughs> that is a Christopher Titus joke. If you haven't seen Christopher Titus, definitely go check him out. 
Why was I quoting Cat Williams earlier? Because oh, yeah, you were talking electric, about though. yeah, you were talking about the uh, well, you quote the hair quote all the time, and then you, you quote hate the, on my hair, say my hair ain't luxurious when you know it is, bitch. And then you quote the so Cat Williams he makes a joke about like you know if you you know, just smoke weed and it would solve all your problems, and because he's imitating people and be like, I don't know what to do with these lights. You should really use it too. Oh, okay. I was like, what are you doing? Well, it's all bubbly, so I need a new one. Anyway, just ah. <laughs> um, he's like, I don't know what to do about this electric bill. They don't want part of it; they want the whole thing. And he's like, if you just smoked some weed, you'd be like, I don't know what they want to do. And then you'd hit the blunt. And you'd be like, Meh, fuck them goddamn lights. <laughs> Anybody wondering what that pop was? My her kid just took off a screen protector she had on her phone. I am kind of OCD about certain things and I don't like it when my screen protectors have been on there long enough to like bubble in the corners and it's been bothering me for about a week so I just had to take it off real quick anyway oh I was looking at more gestures uh what was it say Robert England was on an episode in season 7 Heathridge Manor if you don't know who Robert England is uh he was the original Freddy Krueger is that who he was yeah, Robert England. He's I've, the, I've watched that episode three times, and I could not figure out why he looked familiar. Yeah, he's the original Freddy Krueger. Okay. Got it. Bellamy, Bellamy Young. Who's she? I feel like she's familiar. She kind of looks like Bellamy She kind of looks like somebody on uh, Gilmore Girls, and I only know that show because of my mom. Cool, let me see. Bellamy, Bellamy Young. Is that not Lorelai? Is that? I don't know. I don't remember Gilmore I, Girls. I know my mom was into it, and that's pretty much fuck if I know. all I thought of. My extent of the knowledge of Gilmore Girls is that Jared Padalecki played a character named Dean, and then ended up playing Supernatural aside <laughs> a character named Dean, and I thought Being that was the, really the funny. the brother of somebody named... I forgot he was on that. Yeah, he was uh, Rory's boyfriend for a hot minute. That should be a topic for another episode. Talk about Supernatural. Ah. <sighs> I could talk for 40 years about how that show I love and hate all at the same time. Let's see, Aubrey. Yeah, Aubrey Plaza. I found the one you were thinking of. There's Cat Adams. I love Cat Adams. Like I said, she could step on my neck and I want to apologize to her. Let's see, uh, I think that pretty much uh, anything else you want to say about the show? I think we pretty much covered a lot. Yeah, I mean, like I said, if they they have the perfect amount of like humor and love, and um, like they really do. You watch this this team, this small, what is it, seven person unit of the FBI, become like a family, and it's characters come and go, and it's very. There are some episodes that will fuck you up like I'm rewatching the series now just for something to do and there are certain episodes that I skip because I'm like yep seen it can't do it again it <laughs> it's too much so um yeah like there's one episode in particular where the the crimes committed are quite particularly brutal and it was it was hard to watch the first time so when it started the second time I was just like hey, nope next episode <laughs> I just like Nah, like some of them, some of them that I don't necessarily love, 
I'll rewatch anyway just because they had there was some good dialogue between characters, but that was one of the episodes that I just they it had some good dialogue in it and I just I couldn't do it because it was it it like I said it's very very brutal. It's a great great show, but if you're faint of heart, it's not going to be for you. Yeah, I definitely definitely recommend it. Like we said, the first 12 seasons are on Netflix and then 13 through 15 are on Hulu. Mhm. Although, if you want my personal opinion, seasons 13, 14, and 15 were probably the best. I was saying, I thought you were going to say, like, if you're going to start it, start with, like, season two or something. No, I mean, definitely. I, I'm i one of those people that if you're going to watch a show, like, watch it from the pilot all the way through. But, um, yeah, no, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just the the finalization of the team, maybe. that, may, But seasons... 13, 14, and 15. If I was going to go back and binge watch three seasons, it would be those three. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Like I said, 1 through 12 on Netflix, 13 through 15 on Hulu. And I suppose if there's nothing else from the world, I can wrap it up for this episode. So, thank you for letting us go in depth about the show. I'm pretty sure this episode is almost going on an hour. Yeah, thanks for listening to us ramble. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like I always say, if you have any opinions or you want to tell me how much I suck, uh, I have <laughs> I have Instagram, SuperTam64, Twitter, SuperTam64. Uh, if you really care for it, I have a Facebook page for the podcast. Just look up whatever, you know, all caps, threes instead of E's. It's whatever a SuperTam64 podcast and you can leave me messages on there. I posted a link on there today where you can actually send me voice messages. So a lot of times I'll just read those. And if it's something I can fit into a podcast, then I'll, I'll add it in. I also put on there the other podcast idea. So in case you don't want to give any opinions about this, but you have opinions about something else I want to talk about, you can let me know there. Uh, did you want to promote any of your social media, my darling? Oh, sure. Um... Oh, Sure. I am on Instagram as Gypsy Witch Wanderlust. And that's about it. I have a Twitter, but I don't use it. So. I was going to say, you're rarely on Twitter. <laughs> unless, unless there's something very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I Instagram, Snapchat. Yeah. My, I, w- I wasn't promoting my Snapchat once, but I was like, I, don't, I really don't want random people coming on my Snapchat. Oh, I don't care if random people join my Snapchat. It's Trash Witch Queen, all one word, lowercase. I post some funny memes if you're into that kind of thing. I post memes too. It's called TikTok. TikTok at SuperTamp64. Help me get to a million followers by the end of 2021. Nice plug. Thanks. <laughs> um, uh, I'm also on TikTok as Mrs. SuperCam Cam24. Super Cam 64. Oh, yeah. It's one this cam. Is Super Cam 64. It used to be cam, Super Cam Cam 64, but I figured I'd drop the Cam Cam because nobody's called me that since, like, 11th grade. I still call you that occasionally. But, uh, yeah, I think that'll do it for this podcast. So thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Have a great time.